Hello, and welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Crunwell, here today with Ron Butts McNuts. How are you doing, Ron? <sighs> I'm not changing my gamer tag, although that's a really good gamer tag. <laughs> you, you should. And. Paul Shartwaffle69 <laughs> Grosskopf. How are you doing, Paul? I was going to go with like Mr. Meat Flaps Jr., but I like uh, <laughs> I played, the, yeah, the reason I said that, I played with with Shartwaffle this morning, so I figured I'd throw it in there. Um, what is a Shartwaffle? I, I think I, someone makes a waffle and then someone else sharts on it and then you serve it to someone at IHOP or something. I don't know. Or do you shart or, into or, the waffle maker and then... Or or is like the shart waffle like the poo between your butt cheeks and your butt cheeks are like the oh, waffle no. maker and you just kind of like <laughs> squeeze it together? Should we just start again? Should we? No. <laughs> but no one's going to listen to the rest of the podcast after. They weren't going to listen anyway, Joey. Come on. Jacqueline, uh, Jacqueline I'm sorry. Skip. I'll, I'll make sure we skip ahead. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, I, I, I'm so distracted. I'm like, how do you come up with a name like that? We are talking today. We're going to do a fantasy football video game draft so never mind the football just a fantasy video game draft that's like a fantasy football draft we're going to look ahead at games that are coming out this year and we are going to create teams and those teams are going to gain us points by having high metacritic scores so the points that they score are going to be their ultimate their final metacritic score and at the end of the year we'll tally up all the points and see who won we'll talk more about that later of course though but before then got some news to cover some some interesting stuff i'm sure we'll talk about halo when we talk about what we've been playing but last week ron you were mentioning wishing that the halo infinite battle pass had premium credits like fortnite where you get credits that you can use to then buy another battle pass when the next season comes out or other items well polygon reports that that is going to be a thing soon they didn't say when but yeah, probably next season. Cool. I would imagine they'll yeah. probably do it because they've already got the whole like thing planned out for this whole season. They can't, I can't see them adding stuff in retroactively. So, right, Paul, you just hit level one hundred. Yeah, Jerk. how does it feel? <laughs> like, but I'm, I'm like, I was excited for you, and then I thought, like, oh man, I'm almost at one hundred two. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there, and then I'm like, am I gonna be disappointed because like then I have to wait until May? To have that like thrill of like leveling up again, is that your feeling? A little bit. Um, it is that thing where like I was obsessed, you know, for weeks and weeks with using like double XP and getting all my challenges finished. And like the second I hit one hundred, I immediately felt, <laughs> you know, that sort of deflate. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm psyched about it. And like, what I like about that is. Um, we played a lot of Halo over the past few weeks, so like I felt like it was very much earned. But like the fact that we finished it so quickly, on one hand, like kind of is disappointing. They have to wait till May, but also like I don't know. It it, it felt like at the beginning of the battle pass, I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna finish this, you know, before time. And I feel like a lot of people who play less frequently than we do were must have really been feeling that way. So like the fact that it is doable and like especially like if you're hitting you know a lot of your weekly challenges and you're doing like double xp um pretty regularly 
like it's it's doable pretty quickly like that that's exciting and that's 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 more accessible certainly than um that entire battle pass system was at the beginning right where you wouldn't get any um Mm -hmm. points if you were just playing so i mean i think that's really cool is it almost like a like a relief now now you can just play for fun you don't have to work towards anything exactly i only the the only big things that i'm both excited about and stressed about are like the 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 sort of the um events they're going to be doing like we're Mm -hmm. in like a cyberpunky one right now but that was really easy to finish um i think all of us finished it in the first week which is great but then the um i have immense anxiety about finishing the samurai one that they're doing (laughs) periodically because i love it so desperately but like I just, I, I get so worried. Like, what if I have to miss a week or something? Or, like, what if the servers are down? And then I, I don't get that and then it goes away forever. So, I mean, I yeah. just got the base armor on the last one. So, I don't think I'm going to get everything in, in that one. So, uh, oh, well. Like, I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Like, the more I think about it, I'm like, that armor is, like, not that cool. Like, it's cool. But it's, like, eh. Wait, which one? The cyberpunk the, one? No, the samurai armor oh i love i was gonna say i love the cyberpunk one like i'm rocking like the neon pink mm-hmm. armor and like the mohawk and the visor and i'm, I'm i hate that yeah. the colorways are specific to are for only specific uh armors like armor that's dumb sets, yeah. that's really yeah. stupid yeah. they it they is. should just make it for any of them i don't yeah. know yeah no, I agree. They definitely should, but um, no, I like that they're doing that. Well, and I like that again. Like, however you feel, whether you're you're in love with the samurai stuff, like me or not, like at least it's free, which yeah. is nice. And they um, with the samurai one for that progression system, they cut out a bunch of the bullshit that was in there. Like, um, you know, like they had a bunch of like challenge swaps or XP grants kind of mixed in instead of just unlocking cosmetic items, and then. For the like the cyberpunky challenge, it's even more streamlined. I don't think there was any kind of filler in it. I think it was all like some kind of cosmetic. Yeah, it was like item, an emblem cool. or a cosmetic item. Yeah, so um, yeah, I think you would get those with the item. So you'd get like the palette and an XP boost or something, which was cool. Yeah, I also it feel be, like, like broken up. Yeah, I also feel like the challenges for this one were like way easier than the samurai stuff. I don't know. I've because I've already I'm almost done with this week's uh, weeklies. Like I only got two oh, left, shit. and they're both attrition ones, which uh, backsmacks and uh, revive enemies. I got to revive or revive teammates. I got to revive five more, which that's oh, damn. that's pain in the dick. Like that. <laughs> Me and Joey had a famous thing <laughs> last week when I was trying to get revives, and we played <laughs> we played for hours. And I was just every time I'd get close to somebody, I'd just get shot in the match with hand, and I'd be like, "No!" <laughs> yeah, I I have the backsmacks as well, and I played this morning for a little bit, and it's so like yesterday. I played yesterday by myself, and I did so well. Like I had one of my best days. I'm taking screenshots of my final screens. I'm like. 17 kills and stuff and then today i'm just like struggling and the backsmack ones are for attrition so i'm thinking that's oh, easy like that's easy like it's so quick yeah normally battles, i have, you know, I have so no fast. problem getting those normally yeah but i think it's because i'm playing with strangers I'm, well yeah and yeah. I'm, instead of people i'm talking to like you guys can go distract i can come in from around you know whatever sort of thing kind of like yeah. plan ahead but playing with complete strangers and not talking it's kind of difficult 
Yeah, because we're constantly calling things out, like guy coming around, dummy side going into the tunnels, so then you know which direction he's going in, and you can go behind him, so, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, we're still having a lot of fun. I guess we just skipped ahead to the what we've been playing a little bit, yeah, but, <laughs> but, that, but that's fine. Um, we should talk about, like, I don't know how closely we're going to follow this. I was talking about this before we started recording, but... Um, more Activision Blizzard news. So Raven Software, uh, the QA team that has been in discussions about the poor work conditions and everything at Activision Blizzard, um, has started their own union. And it's one of the first big AAA unions in video game development. So that's noteworthy. There's about uh, 30 workers in this division. Um, and they called on Activision Blizzard to formally recognize them. Uh, but, well, at the time when I was making the note for the podcast, Activision Blizzard said um, that they were carefully reviewing the union's voluntary recognition request. Um, well, sorry, let me just read the quote. It says, Activision Blizzard is carefully reviewing the quest for voluntary recognition from the CWA, which seeks to organize around three dozen of the company's nearly 10,000 employees. While we believe that a direct relationship between the company and its team members delivers the strongest workforce opportunities, we deeply respect the rights of all employees under the law to make their own decisions about whether or not to join a union. Um, they said this, and then they ignored the f the request for formal recognition. So they let it pass. Uh, they let the deadline pass. And so now they're filing for an election with the National Labor Relations Board. So... I was really annoyed in Activision Blizzard's response when they said um, that they seek that the group seeks to organize around three dozen of the company's nearly 10,000 employees. Why did they need to point out? Why did they need to, to throw those numbers out there? The implication to me is that they're trying to minimize this effort. They're trying to say, oh, well, it's only three dozen employees. We have 10,000 employees. And the fact that the other almost 10,000 of them aren't trying to unionize, well, what does that mean? You know what I mean? That seemed like a shitty note note to make, but um, any any thoughts about this? Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. Activision. Like, well, I'm also, yeah. also deeply, um, with this in mind, deeply disturbing considering that like, like the law firm they brought in to handle all of the um, like misconduct allegations um, is also the same like law firm that uh, essentially broke unions that were forming for among like Amazon mm. workers. So it makes it makes you wonder if there is potential double dipping in some of the restructuring they're doing. And um, you know, on one hand, like this isn't the most aggressive response we we've seen historically to to unions, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're doing a lot of things that make me very skeptical, and 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 mixed with everything else that that's going on at the moment, you know, it it, it yeah. makes me really um, suspicious, I guess, of what's going to happen. Well, especially the we deeply respect the rights of all employees under the law to make their own decisions. So you you, you are going to abide by the law. That's all you're saying there. You d deeply respect bullshit. Like you have to allow them yeah. the option to unionize. So I just fucking hate them so much. Yeah. And it's like they keep digging themselves deeper. They don't give a shit. Like 
they're ultimately their goal is to prevent them from unionizing, like you said. And as you pointed out right before we started recording, um, they was it they broke up the yeah. 30 QA people and they put them in different divisions? Yeah, they put them in different divisions, which is a classic like strike breaking, union breaking tactic, right? right. To separate, you know, that group. Yeah, and I saw some people saying, well, that's normal, like when, you know, different QA people go to different teams, and it's like, eh, no, I don't think anything is normal <laughs> about this situation. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like we're going to see more from it. We'll, we'll probably keep following it. I don't know how closely, but I, you know, we were also talking about last week the Microsoft acquisition and how that reportedly won't be even going through for at least a year so you know if it goes smoothly and they acquire the company um, i imagine that microsoft is probably going to do more restructuring than they typically do they have a clause or like a policy that they don't really interfere too much with companies but in this particular case i think they're probably going to make an exception but microsoft hasn't been from my understanding according to uh, games industry at biz podcast they themselves aren't very fond of what the fuck word is unions. Thank you. Um, so like Microsoft's probably like, well, Hey man, we can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? So we'll let that play out and then we won't have to worry about it. But yeah. So, you know, more bad news, but some good news for star Wars fans like Paul, Yay. you and I, EA just announced three new star Wars games, which I'm like a little bit like, it's not really three because we already knew that the sequel to the um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was coming. Um, so that I feel like is a little bit of a cheater one. But the other two, number one, one is a first person shooter from Peter Hirschman, uh, who was the game director for Medal of Honor and then more recently Medal of Honor Above and Beyond, which is a VR game. Um, and then a strategy game. Uh, via a publishing collaboration between Respawn and Bitreactor, uh, which is made up of former Firaxis devs who made XCOM and Civilization Revolution. So, yeah, I, I was super excited when I saw it, and then I was a little bit less so when I thought about it a little bit more. But because the, cause the first person shooter one from Peter Hirschman, he, again, he's only directed a, a few games, and Medal of Honor Above and Beyond, the VR game, didn't get great reviews so i was i was curious about why they attached his name to it he doesn't seem to be like a prominent well-known well-received game director but yeah i'm i'm just sort of curious about that but but paul how are you how are you feeling about this are you excited about it i'm excited i need to finish playing jedi fallen order which is a definitely a mark of shame on my star wars <laughs> gaming history but yeah a sequel to that sounds great um yeah i was a little bit unclear too with um yeah like what this first person shooter is gonna be do you think because he has experience in like vr titles that it's gonna be like some some vr thing i was thinking either that or there's gonna be like a vr component um i feel like they probably would have just said vr game so i'm wondering if it's gonna have it's gonna be like the game is a regular full first person shooter game and then there's a VR free experience that goes along with it kind of thing. Um I was curious if they're going to try the the battle royale thing though. Yeah. Since that's still a pretty popular 
option. So 100 um, Darth Vader's drop into a Death Star, right? <laughs> is that what you're thinking? It's just 100 like a... Ewoks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, one, that... <laughs> let's do 100 Stormtroopers, and then it just the storm would kill them all because they'd all miss. <laughs> yeah, just beams yeah. flying everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. A meat grinder of blasters <laughs> going off. <laughs> Not a single kill. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they all, they're all miraculously just fine. Um, yeah, I, I I would love... What I would say is I, I would love like something that that and, and we'll see because maybe this will this will be end up being a multiplayer heavy thing like a battle royale thing or something but i would love like yet another like campaign driven like major like star wars title i think that'd be awesome and yeah yeah i don't know if we're gonna get it but that would be great and then like i don't know like 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 the uh, the other one like the rts strategy thing um I, it's not really my genre but like if it's really cool i would i would definitely give it a try i love star wars enough to kind of you know do that so that that would be awesome i could never uh oh god what is the other strategy game empire at war i think it was uh, i tried to play one of the older star wars strategy games for pc and I had never really been into strategy games and I knew that there was a big learning curve. So I went through the tutorial super slowly and I got fucking crushed. I felt ready. And then the first mission, well, the first mission, they give you Darth Vader. They're like, here you go. Oh, wow. Have Darth Vader. And I'm like, oh, well, I can go fucking crush anyone. Died immediately. Um, you don't quite realize Darth Vader is a punk ass bitch until you're trying to like <laughs> go take out like legions of, of soldiers with him. But um I'm I'm curious because XCOM is a real-time strategy, right? And yeah. then Civilization Revolution is a turn-based strategy. So I'm a little bit like, I would prefer turn-based strategy. I loved Civilization Revolution. So especially if they made it accessible like that, um, where it's a little bit more fast-paced and uh, simplified than Civilization proper. But I would be a little bit more intimidated for XCOM. That's, that seems like a... That's not like it's so much more stressful than that than oh. I like in a strategy game, but and it has permadeath in it, which just freaks yeah. me out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming we won't see these for a very long time, and I'm wondering if EA just wanted to come out with it just because they're like, hey, remember when we said that just because you know Lucas Lucas Films or Lucas you know is gonna make games for other companies that that we we still can't we can make games too like i wonder if it's like a reminder but um or, but yeah i'm i'm always excited for more star wars or so. it's a reminder that hey we're ea we're not the shittiest company anymore <laughs> <laughs> we still do stuff that people like <laughs> i think this is also to comfort everybody who got to the end of that um star wars eclipse trailer and saw quantic dream and we're like no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like me i literally <laughs> I was I was watching it while I was brushing my teeth and I almost spat my teeth like out to the mirror. I was like, oh my god, no! Why? You, like stabbed yourself in the throat with the Yeah, I swallowed my toothbrush. Yeah. And you're just having a bad bad time over there, aren't you? Breaking laptop shit in your pants. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, between David Cage and the giant saltwater crocodile falling on top of somebody yeah it's a rough time for for me (laughs) when i think about it though that's a lot of star wars games coming out because that's these three plus the quantic dreams game 
plus the Knights of the Old Republic remake. I just saw that there's actually new content coming out for the Old Republic, which I was like, what the fuck? That's still going? That's kind of amazing. And I thought that there was a a third-person third action adventure Star Wars game coming out at some point. Maybe I'm mistaken about that, but yeah, the next few years hopefully will be Star Wars, you know, Star Wars Rific. But um, that was yeah. terrible. I know. I couldn't think of anything. They just, just Star Wars: The Old Republic. They just need to make more of those awesome cinematic trailers, which I I haven't played the games, but I've watched every one of those. Like so, you're basically they're so good. You're basically saying they they're amazing. To, they, they made they need to make a Star Wars movie, is what you're saying? Oh, I'm so down. Da- I'm total. Okay, you say that. I'm totally down. You know, I know we're on a video game podcast, but fuck them games. Let's let's see a movie. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no the the trailer where the Sith crash the ship into the Jedi Temple, and then like they step out of the ship, and you see all the smoke, and then the bzzz, like all the red sabers, and then all the Jedi rush toward them. And ah, oh, man, that was so thrilling. And then I played the game, and I was like, there's nothing. Like, <laughs> nothing like, like the, the one with the two brothers, which is really good. Or, oh, man, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, okay, I'm going to send you so many of them. Okay. We'll link them to this episode. Of the- <laughs> you won't, I promise, listeners, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> they, yeah. are, they are incredible. They're awesome, yeah. Um, well, with that said, let's get to what we have been playing. So, I mean, we we already talked about Halo. Anything else you want to add about that? I mean, we're going to play after this, so we haven't played in a few days. It's been really busy, so yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to get back to it. Ron, what else have you... Oh, you on the notes I see Halo. That's it. That's it. Yep. <laughs> just Halo. <laughs> Same thing, been busy with other stuff, so it's mainly just Halo's kind of hit yeah. for, so... I did, no, I I totally feel you. I did see a skin in the store, Ron. I think it was on Sunday. That was it. Was very much you. It was like it was called like Cosmic Goblin or something, and it was like this very specific shade of purple. That was like, oh yeah, Ron would Ron would like this. I actually switched up. I'm yellow now. Oh so, shit! Oh, yeah. no. I'm 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 dancing around in different colors. So, yes. what's the what's the accent color? It's just the yellow. It's just the it's the base yellow gray. Because there there really isn't anything like, again, there's like cool colors, but they're not for the armor that I like. So it's like, I'm not going to go buy something for an armor I'm not going to use very often. You know what I mean? Like that's dumb. So. You know what though? I will say on this topic, they've really, they actually implemented the changes they were talking about um, to the store um, this week for the first time ever. Yeah. They're selling like single gun skins or like um just like a kill animation or something oh yeah itself. i did i did see that yeah they're not and not everything's just bundled together right and it's cheaper like some like a lot of the stuff is like like one buck two bucks whatever so yeah it's 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 a better system if you're like yeah i just want that one thing i don't want to buy you know <laughs> they just need more things though that's the thing yeah that that's yeah. right I, agree. I did buy that neon pink death animation so now I can, it's not just me that's like bleeding neon pink. I can force my enemies to also bleed. Because <laughs> I have to say, like, I especially early on when like not very many people had it, getting killed by someone who had that 
was super frustrating. You know, it still kind of is, but especially when it's like the same person keeps killing you to see like the skull or the flames come out. I'm like, fuck you, you fucking. Yeah, I have. So now I I get to be that person. See, (laughs) perfect. I love, I love the skull as well. The skull is great when you're the one doing the killing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul, what else have you been been playing? Halo. And yeah, I started Stardew Valley for the first time ever. Um, with for Jackman. the first time for ever. Oh my time. god! I thought you'd played it before. Never. Tell me all the all the thoughts. I all the thoughts. So I um was very intimidated to start it because I um was just scared of like how much there is in the game, how much to keep track of, like farming and fishing and mining and whatever. So I was super intimidated by it. So um Jacqueline who is shout out to you Jacqueline's up um Jacqueline is a um Stardew Valley pro at this point has gone through the game like four times in like quick succession loves it um and knows a lot about it so we're playing it together and I am loving it um we have a cute little farm um we're growing we just grew a bunch of cauliflower and sold it for a lot of money um I'm sort of socializing around town. I've got this long, like, pink hair that I'm really thrilled with. Um, trying to figure out who my bae's gonna be. Um, That's what I'm here for. Yeah, yeah, I don't. It's too early. I feel like I don't. I don't know. Um, really, no front runners. No, not yet. I. I mean, okay. there are a few. There are a few like cuties for sure. Um, but I. I feel like I haven't talked to anybody enough um yeah because like early early days at least in our playthrough so far has just been so centered on like getting the farm set up and kind of jumping into like the basic parts of the game though we just had the egg festival which was fun i got to do that um so did you have enough money to get strawberries no no we okay we have not um, oh that's at the that's at the fall festival i think yeah and then you plant them in the spring right I th- I I don't know. I'm guessing that's that's the case. Um, I, I can't I can't remember. But. Right now it's salmon berry season, so I am Ooh. picking so many of them salmon berries. And what we're doing is we're stockpiling them to use in the mines. So we just kind of have like a, a gigantic amount of like energy and stuff, even though they'd probably sell for a lot too. But no, I love it. I love the music. We have a cute little cat that I feed, you know, I I pour out water for every morning and pet. And that night she comes in and sleeps in my cabin. I, uh, yeah, I I, I love it. It is charming as hell. Um, It's really fun to play with another person. So yeah, no, that is, it's been awesome. It is, it very much lives up to the hype. I know everyone, I'm late to the party once again, but y'all were right. This is a, a great game and I'm very happy with it. Our path to the game was the same. I, you know, everyone was telling me that it's a cute, chill game, but then I would hear about it and it's like, there are seasons and every day is only like 15 minutes long and you can only get so much done. And if you get caught outside, you get dragged back to your house and you lose money and it seems very stressful. It seems like you have to be so structured and you can. Um, And I ended up being structured, but like, I just kind of had to throw myself in and then there was this like and I I think I've said this in a previous episode but like there was this like comfort it scratched this part of my brain that like you said I would wake up I would check I would check the TV to see what the daily recipe is I would water the bo- I put the water in the bowl for my cat I would you know water my crops and you know pu- you know harvest anything that's there and just the routine of it was so soothing in a weird way 
even though like I had long-term goals that I was like, oh man, when am I going to ever get those? And it is frustrating because that first year you don't have a lot of money for those strawberries. Strawberries are one of the, like the most, you know, you know, the best money making crops, but you don't have a lot of money. So you're like, I'll plant my six measly strawberries or whatever. But man, yeah, I, I love it. What, which farm did you guys, did you guys just do the standard farm? No, we did one that Jacqueline's never done before. It has, it's the biggest farm you can choose. And it has a bunch of trees and like a little pond in the corner. Ooh. And I, I don't remember what it's called, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's very big and it took us a while to, clear it so that we could start planting stuff um but yeah i gosh i can't remember what's called for the life of me i do want to say one thing which i my review is glowing so far one thing i will just say um difficulty wise the the fishing is really hard i was not ready for how (laughs) how hard the fishing is and i've been told that your little bar gets bigger that you have to keep over the fish um yeah like and it becomes easier over time but holy fuck like i like it is i could not believe how challenging it was and i mean it does make you feel when you actually get like a really elusive fish like you feel Mm -hmm. amazing but oh man like wow yeah yeah when 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 you start seeing it jump around you know it's one of those rare fish you're both like angry but you get so tense especially when you start going for like the legendary fish it's it, you can spend days looking for them you know and then you finally see it and it's like jumping around and you're like and you lose it it's such a oh man i'm so excited for you to play so yeah we'll definitely i think every week maybe we'll have a we're gonna call it Baywatch, b-a-e <laughs> like bay and then see who you're who you're fa- favoring um but that that's super awesome i um i know tab will be excited to to hear about that as well I have been playing a lot, so I'm I'm so sorry, but I'm going to be blabbing a lot here. Uh, I finished two games that I've been talking about, 13 Sentinels and uh, Metroid Fusion. And thir- 13 Sentinels, I will just reiterate that I loved it. It was just such, again, my main thing that I loved was the art style. It has this very dreamlike anime watercolory kind of style and it's just every scene i was constantly just in love with the characters and the setting and and everything so uh, the characters is another thing that i love they do such a good job just like a lot of other jrpgs like persona at creating this really unique colorful cast of characters that i fell in love with um and i I don't want to spoil too much about the story but man what a fucking twist of like just constantly twisting and turning because as i said before the way that the game story unfolds is it's there's 13 characters and you learn the story piece by piece through little pieces of their story so you'll play through a little bit of this person's story and you'll get like a couple of things and maybe one of them doesn't make any sense yet uh, and then you'll play through someone else's story and you'll get something that makes something earlier make sense. And so it takes a while for the whole story to kind of come, to kind of come together. And it it does eventually. And it, I, it, it's still kind of super mind fucky. Like it's super like it mixes all these different movies and genres. Like I would say like Terminator, Blade Runner, um, even something like Ready Player One. There's all these like futuristic just wild concepts and 
it was just super fun and I loved it. I got the platinum Aww. trophy in it. Yeah, and then Metroid Fusion, I finished that. And I really liked it. It's again, I know I don't want to harp on it too much. It's my least favorite of the Metroids that I played so far, but I still did really like it, except the last run, because there are save points in this game. Ron, have you played this one, Metroid Fusion? I played it like a long time ago and beat it, yes, but I, I barely remember it. So, oh man, it, at the very end, so there's save points in this game. There's no autosave because it's a GBA game, relatively old. Um, and you, near the end of the game, you have to hit the save point. And then you have to like platform your way up to this room that that's the objective is this room. So you have to platform your way up, up these like two different rooms and go through a hallway and up another room. And then you get to that room and you have to fight the second from the last boss, which is basically like a shadow um, Samus, like a, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's like a shadow Samus. And so you fight that enemy and it's a really, it's the hardest enemy in the game. It's harder than the final boss. And if you die, you have to there's again there's no autosave so you have to go back to that room and then platform your way up back to that room and there's three phases of that boss fight and so if you lose in the third phase again you have to go back to that room and so I was already kind of annoyed by that but then I beat it and after I beat it then you have to go and do the little final thing you got to do and there's a little story part and then you have to go and platform back down toward where your ship is and you don't get to save so when you get to your ship and you fight the actual final boss and you die, you have to go back to that room, platform up, fight oh. the second from the last boss again. It was so fucking infuriating. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. I, I, I don't, I, I might have blocked it out. I know I beat it because when you beat it, you get the fusion skin for, I think, Metroid Prime or something like that. You get, you get some oh, sort damn. of, you get some sort of GBA connectivity stuff for the Metroid Prime version. Um, I know I beat it, uh, but I don't remember, I honestly don't remember the ending of that game. I, I hate that thing though, where like the, like bad checkpointing at a boss yeah. fight is, especially the final boss fight where you're like, you know, we're building up to a point. I don't want to keep having to replay this over and over again, like just for the pacing of the, the, the story, you know, oh God. Well, especially cause I had gotten to a point. And it's not like the other Metroids that I've played where you can get right near the end of the game and then if you want to go get the collectibles that you want. I got to a point near the end and they gave me some kind of indication that like the end is coming up. So I'm like, oh, perfect timing. Let me go get more collectibles. And the game's like, nope, sorry, those other areas are locked. <laughs> so I was stuck at about like 50, 55% collectibles. And so I could have had more health and more weapons and all that stuff, but I was blocked from it. So I did like the game. Again, it's not my favorite. It, it it loses a little bit of the atmosphere that some of the other ones have. It's not quite as like spooky, but um it still has a lot of the great qualities of Metroid, so I did I did love it. And then then when I was finished, I was like I'm I'm back in this like handheld phase where I love having my 3DS like in my hands and like the ability to play it a little bit before bed or take it into the bathtub. So then I was looking at my 3DS games. I'm like, what games haven't I played or do I want to play? And I have Pilot Wings Resort that I bought, I think, when it came out because I loved the Pilot Wings on the N64. And so I've been craving a new Pilot Wings, which I don't know if we'll ever, ever get. But so I popped that in and I played some more of that. And I there's like four levels in the game. There's like bronze, silver, gold, and then platinum. And apparently I had beaten the first two 
And so this time I just went through gold and I beat gold and I was like, eh, I'm not ready for platinum. So I feel like maybe in a few years I'll do platinum or something. But um, but that was really fun. And I also started Persona Q Shadow of the Labyrinth, which is a portable Persona game for the 3DS. And one of the things that I didn't know that I was super thrilled about is that it has most of the voice actors from Persona 4. So it has a, a combination of the cast from Persona 3 and Persona 4. But it had most of the actual voice actors. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, including some some really big names. And so that was really thrilling. And the way that it works is it's very similar to Persona 5 Strikers in the sense that the story plays out just like a regular Persona game. Lots of dialogue, characters talking to each other. You don't get to go and explore and adventure and like, you know, anything like that. Um, but the dialogue and all that stuff is just as charming and and fun as the the mainline series. And then the combat is more of like a first-person dungeon crawler, which is not really my thing. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, and then I tried to play Secret of Evermore. Secret of Evermore is a 1996, I think it's 96 or 95. Um, ja- or, sorry, not Japanese. It's a Japanese-style RPG. It was made in the United States. Um by Square, and it came out around the time of Chrono Trigger. And so when I played Chrono Trigger and fell in love with that, I saw this game at the time, and I was like, well, I got to get that, because like, if I love Chrono Trigger, I'll love this game. It looks so similar. And I bought it, and I never fucking played it. It's the oldest game on my backlog. I wrote a whole blog post about it. I called it Birth of a Backlog, because like, when I look at my backlog, I think about, man, there's that one game. I have it. I still have the cartridge, and I'm like, oh man, I should have played it. At some point, I should have played it because Nintendo hasn't released it for the Wii or the Wii U or the anything. They they just haven't... They actually canceled the Japanese release because it wasn't well-received. And so the only way to play it is through an emulator. And Ron, thankfully, helpfully sent me one. And um, so I loaded it up on my computer. I connected my, uh, SNES controller for the switch. It's Bluetooth. So I connected it to my laptop, got it working, mapped the buttons. I was so excited and it keeps freezing. It keeps crashing. <laughs> no. So I can't, no. I know. <laughs> so I got through maybe like a couple of hours of it. I got started on it, but I, I, and I mean, there's, there are other emulators that I can try and maybe I will eventually, but I feel like fate is just like we'll we'll talk we'll talk more after the show. I'll see if I can figure it out. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so besides that, so I gave up on that and I started playing Hitman. So the Hitman trilogy. I I think I was misunderstanding something, but like Ron, you told me at one point that with Hitman Three, if you get the Hitman launcher, because you got I thought it was the first two Hitman games, um, that you can redeem them and play both of them in hitman 3 but apparently it's just hitman 2 that i got so i'd have to go out and buy hitman oh, you 1 missed to play hitman it. One. i must have which is weird i always get all the games but um so i didn't play hitman 1 but i am starting hitman 2 i'm three missions in and it it's so funny because it feels so familiar it feels like the old hitman games but i'm sure if i went and played the old hitman games i'd be like this is so much better, but it has that same kind of like, it's not jankiness, but it's like a stiffness, but I think it's on purpose because they don't want you to be able to run and just headshot everyone and, you know, kill everyone and run out of the level. They want it to be hard. So like 
your character is very stiff and it's it's also pretty comical i literally just before we started recording i was playing and i am in the mission where you're in columbia and there's like the three characters and one of them is a drug lord so i'm i'm on the drug lord i already assassinated one of the other ones and i he at one point he comes up these stairs and he goes into his like bedroom or his office uh, and i thought it was his bedroom this that's where part of the problem comes in but um there's like this guard at the top of the stairs that knows like the uniform that i'm using so i have to distract him so i got the perfect timing to like throw this can to distract him he walks away the the drug dealer comes up the stairs and then like turns into this room and i started following him i'm like this is so fucking perfect i'm gonna kill him right in his own home and we walk into the room that i thought it was his bedroom and it was his office so immediately walk through i grab him and i start choking him and this other guard sees me and it's so funny because the guards like <laughs> the guards like hey stop choking that person <laughs> it's this weird little like again it's not jank per se but it's like a weird campiness kind of um that i think is so fun so yeah they know they know yeah, what they're having, doing when they make those games like yeah they know what they're writing yeah but yeah it's it's been super fun so far so if I really get into it, I probably will just spend the 20 or 30 bucks or whatever it is on Hitman 1. Um, but I'm looking forward to Hitman 3 as well, because I do have that one. So, phew, that is what I've been playing. Lots of little, like, starting stuff and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, so should we get into our fantasy video game draft? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, so I was looking it up. So, technically, for a draft... There's two ways mm-hmm. to choose order. One is randomly generate or do the reverse order of last year's standings. So whoever Which was like, don't have. but we do have the game awards. So we I could, mean, I'm down for that. I mean, that would put Wait, you first. <laughs> and put I, Paul I, last. Don't, I, I don't know. I, I think that the, the random, the random generator is the, the fairest, most <laughs> impartial way. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's all. I was just saying. <laughs> Ultimately, I don't. I, I guess I don't really care. We can do whatever. I would just like to <laughs> say I'm. I'm more cool with the random. But if we want to go that way too, that that's absolutely fine. No, let's let's do the let's do the random. Um, I think that's more more fun. Let me see if I can share my screen. Okay, so. Do you guys see this? Oh, geez, Joey, you really? You're going to show us that? Oops. I look, My animal porn. I could look at all your all your <laughs> bookmarks just, here. I, kidding. I was hoping for a pee drawer. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you My pee drawer porn. You should, no, you should have just had that image up. That's all you should have had. I should have, yeah. Um, I should have actually put something really offensive. That would have just, just to catch your reaction. But but no, it's just a an ad-laden random picker that i found this is the top of the google search so uh it says enter items names blah 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 i put all three of our names on uh and i'm just gonna hit pick a random item all right ready let's do it let's do it all right so first picking first is 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 this advertisement me oh oh, hey look it seems so i was hoping it wasn't going to be me because then it feels (laughs) like i set this up but i swear i did all right let's let's see who's picking second then (laughs) okay Who's picking second? Oh, I got to take me off the list now. No, I tested it to make on. sure that it wasn't like it, it always goes with like the first pick or whatever, and it didn't. But um, I'm going to say this is right. going to be really funny if it ends up being in the game order that you suggested, Ron. 
Nope. Nope. Paul's number two. Okay. All right. So then it would be me, Paul, and then Ron, and then Ron, Paul, and then me. So um, that's the way that... No. Ron Paul. No. Mr. Ron, what is he? What he's is a politician. He he's an inventor, right? No, he's a politician. Oh, he's, he's a, like a libertarian. Yeah, I'm thinking of Popeil. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Popeil. Oh, Popeil, Ron Popeil. Popeil, yeah, there we go. Yeah, he's dead. Uh, I don't know why. Oh, I is Ron Paul? No, he's still no, alive, sadly. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so is this? But, okay, son. so, <laughs> um. So we picked the order, so it's me, Paul, and then Ron. Um, like I said, we have a list of games. I'm going to read them through very quickly, uh, but I'm also going to list them in the show notes. So if you uh, want to go check out the show notes, you can follow along, look at the list that we're picking from, pick your own list. Uh, you can judge our list. You can pick a li- pick who you think is going to win, send us an email, whatever. But we're each going to pick a team of 10. And then we just came up with a twist right before we started uh, recording. So we're going to pick a a list of 10, and then when we're done with the remaining titles, we're going to pick a game for the next person in line. So obviously you would want to pick, and at that point we're going to be like bottom of the barrel, not great games, Um, but you would want to be picking a game that you think is not going to do well because the way that the scoring is going to work, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, is... Uh, the is we're going by Metacritic score. So the final cumulative Metacritic score that the game receives by the end of the year will be the points that it quote unquote scores. So then we count all of the game scores that we picked, and that would be the ultimate score that we ha- that we have. If a game gets delayed, so if you pick a game and it's like this amazing, you think it's going to be this amazing game, it's going to get 10 out of 10 everywhere, and it gets delayed to 2023, that counts as an injury. And so that game will get no points. So you have to be strategic. You have to think, you know, you have to make some big some big bets, but also kind of play it safe. Um, and at the end of our choices, we can make trades. So at the very end, we'll be able to make trades once. And then we'll probably do like in the in the summer at some point, like in June or July, we'll do like a check-in and see where we're at um, just to kind of see what who's, who's like ahead at that point in time. Um, and then at the end of the year, we'll of course have a big reveal of who won and maybe we'll combine that with the uh episode for next year as well so can i make any thoughts can i make a quick suggestion for 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 fairness of uh sure for the 11th booby prize uh game i think Mm -hmm. it should go in reverse order okay at that point because technically it would go back and forth back forth and you would get the joey you would get to choose the first one but since you've already chosen your you know top picks i think i should be able to choose uh the bottom picks the bottom picks yeah, that works for me. So, Don't and worry. we're choosing how how are we doing it? How are we doing that exactly? Are we going to choose for one person? Do do we determine who gets to choose for who? How are we doing that? I guess we should have talked about this before we we, we, we yeah we just came up. I, I I think it'll just be in in reverse order. So you'll pick for Paul. Paul will pick for me, and then I'll pick for you. Okay, that sounds that makes sense. That sounds it's fair. the next person in line. Okay, so that's fair. Um. Oh, also, let me, you know what? No, I'll just, I'm going to write it on the document. Yeah, right? just do it on the what games. Um, okay, so very quickly, the list of games that we're working with, uh, they either have a, a committed release date of this year or, or a committed specific release date this year, or they have at least been announced for this year. But again, some of them are 
specific date TBD, so we don't know if they'll be pushed. But we have Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, Dying Light to Stay Human, Martha is Dead, Gran Turismo 7, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, Tina... Teeny Tina, Tiny, <laughs> Tiny Tina's, Tina's yes, Tiny <laughs> Tina's Wonderlands, Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, Sons of the Forest, Vampire the Masquerade, Swan Song, Saints Row, Starfield, Bayonetta 3, Skull and Bones, God of War, Ragnarok, Gotham Knights, Ghostwire Tokyo, Goodbye Volcano High, I Am Jesus Christ, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, Soup Pot, Stray, Hogwarts Legacy, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, The Lord of the Rings Gollum, Session, Sifu, Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals, Forspoken, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Redfall, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, Mario and Rabbids uh, Sparks of Hope, Sonic Frontiers, Splatoon 3, and Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. And I pulled this list from our previous episode of games that we're looking forward to, um, plus Game Informer, IGN, and Polygon's uh, upcoming games to look forward to. So shall we get started? I'm going to shrink the font size on this here so they all fit on the one page here. So okay. it's a little yeah, easier works. to... There we go. I'm okay. ready. Woo! Let's do it. I almost, I almost, I'm, I almost don't want to go first because now I'm like I should have been more prepared. I should have actually come up nope. with a, an order here. Um, I am going to start. My number one draft pick is going to be Elden Ring. Ooh. I put a little J next to that. Very nice. Yeah, I think that it just seems like the buzz has been like. I wouldn't have picked this six months ago because we, there were so many questions about if it was going to come out on time, if it was going to be like that first trailer that they showed wasn't super impressive. Um, but everything so far after it's come out seems to be, you know, getting a lot of buzz and platinum games, platinum games, right? Like no, no, no from software or from software. Yeah. They, from software has a yeah. history of coming out with like, you know, big, well-received critically incredibly well-received games yeah like i I don't know what their average would be like of the last 10 years but yeah i would have to imagine it'd be like pretty damn impressive and it's george Um, r R. martin too so a lot of excitement there um yes (laughs) as well um no yeah well shit that was my number one pick so well done joey (laughs) but i will steal um one of your picks i'm sure which is horizon forbidden west um oh, for okay. mine. yeah so the, for for similar reasons this game looks amazing the trailers for it look amazing all my friends love this series more than life itself um and i just think it's gonna be a winner and it's coming out soon so i'm not worried about like if this game gets delayed past 2022 oh what the hell you know <laughs> yeah that would be crazy so yep that's my, my yeah pick. Yeah, I don't think Elden Ring will be delayed. And if it is, I very much doubt they would be like, oh, did we say 2022? We met February 25th, 2025. <laughs> We've met uh, next February. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we thought it was a leap year. We was some confusion in the office. Uh, but um, We got some jelly on the uh, the post-it note that said the, the year. So, <laughs> Is that jelly? Mm. That's that's weird. Okay, <laughs> you was dyslexic and you thought that two was a five. Oh. <laughs> what do you got, Ron? Um, I think I am going to go for. I'm going to go for God of War Ragnarok. Ooh, that's a good pick. Sure that's a good pick. one. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to handle the names? Yeah, I'll handle the names. I got it right here in front of me. Thank so. you. That helps me out a lot. 
that is a that's a really good one that way i mean obviously won a lot of the first game won a lot of game of the year awards it's like a known quantity so i feel it's a pretty safe pick yeah for sure uh you have another pick coming so what, what's your next pick i think i'm gonna go for stray oh wow i feel like that's I'm, a little I'm, bit of a surprise I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna take my chances on it it's gonna come out this year i know it's got to come out this year but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a sleeper hit. Ooh. I love okay. that. Indie, okay. An indie darling, if you will. So, yeah, I can, I can see that. I'm starting to, I'm, I'm starting to sweat to get nervous now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, make Joey sweat some more. Um, for my next pick, I'm going to go with Starfield. Oh, no. damn it. You're, you're, <laughs> you're under the impression this game's going to come out this year. Hey, there's a firm, there's a firm date attached. And there was a and, firm and, date for Cyberpunk and Halo as well. So, well, yeah, well, Cyberpunk made their, their yearly date, I think now, should they have is another question, but no, I, um, you know, this is a game with a lot of excitement behind it. I think, um, it's getting the extra push to, to come out, you know, as, as sort of a premier game. Uh, like the, I would argue the first like premiere game exclusive for the Xbox Series X. So, True. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I feel relatively confident about it, and I I think it's going to be amazing. Like I'm I'm really excited for it. So yeah, that's that's my next pick. Good pick. That's an excellent one. Yeah. I and I was going to pick it too because that's one of those that people keep being like, if it comes out this year, I think it's I think it's going to come out. I'm still not quite confident enough to say Breath of the Wild yet. Um, so my next game is going to be Gran Turismo 7, I think. Mm. Ooh. I I know that Gran Turismo doesn't have the same kind of like buzz that the Forza series does, but it is a Sony first-party game, and Sony has been killing it lately, and I feel like they're really... And so even if it doesn't sell a lot, that's not what we're going for. We're going for Metacritic. So as long as it's like a really solid racer that the racing fans who will end up reviewing it love, then that's that's going to get me some points. So and now I'm so not sure what to do, though, um, because there's a, a little indie that I want to throw. And if I don't see, that's the problem with this, like, back and forth thing, because like if I don't pick the thing I want, then Paul gets to pick and then Ron gets to pick twice. And then Paul gets to pick again before I get to pick again. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, I am going to shoot my fucking shot and say the legend of Zelda breath of the wild sequel. All right. I feel like everyone probably thinks I'm going to for that. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's going to get delayed, but it's already gotten delayed from last year into this year. So, I'm I'm gonna put some money on it. Okay, do it. All right. <laughs> this son of a bitch better not pull a hamstring. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, Paul. Oh, All up oh, on you. I'm I'm so I'm so nervous on your behalf, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my next pick is going to be um a similarly risky game, but fuck it. Um, I'm gonna go with Splatoon three. Ah, um apparently according to that poll and uh that we did about the japanese um gamers uh splatoon is like one of the most popular exciting you know games in japan it's a very big deal um i think the last two reviewed 
pretty darn well. So, um, yeah, it doesn't have a firm date, so I'm taking a little bit of a risk in doing that. But fuck it, let's 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 see it. Let's see it go. All right. Yeah. I and what's what makes me nervous about that one is that Nintendo is known for like not stacking their big games. So in theory, if they were like, oh, you know what, Splatoon three for fall, then they would be like Breath of the Wild for spring and and push it back. So. You know, or it could be vice versa. Maybe yeah. Breath of the Wild for holiday and Splatoon's got to wait till March. We'll or see. it could be Paul and Joey are both unhappy and everything yeah. is delayed. And, everything is delayed. And Ron wins because Stray <laughs> By is default. the single yeah. greatest <laughs> game. Stray is the is. only game that'll come out this year. <laughs> it gets a ton of 20 out of 10s. Yeah. yeah. From a... <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Ron, what you, what you got? All right, I think I'm going to go for a safe pick. I'm going to go for uh, Dying Light 2. Since that's games oh. coming out next month, so I'll, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go with that since I've picked games that are. Uh, all my games are unslated, right now, or like no no firm dates. Yeah, so I'm gonna pick a firm date on that one. I think it's gonna, good. I one. think it'll get decent scores. Decent enough. And then for my second pick, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go for uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Ooh. If that game ends up coming out this year, which I think it will, they yeah. just sold a, a new trailer. So, yeah, and this, it could be amazing. I I f- still feel like I don't know like a ton about it, but that could be that could be awesome. Yeah, you know, it, could be it looks really neat. Minds. So, yeah. I can't remember if that's one of them because like part of me wants to say, well, not all of these can get delayed because a lot of them have been delayed from 2021, but we're still in the pandemic, so. I guess who knows, but uh, but yeah. So you picked two. Yeah, I got two. So I got I took um. So yeah, Dying Light and Ghostwire. Okay, back to Paul. Back to Paul. I'm I'm going for a little little indie gem next. Uh, Put me down for for Oxenfree two. Ah, which the first one is very good, very well reviewed. Very Um, well reviewed, yeah. And also, um, it's a it's a smaller team and like a very manageable you know game if it's anything like the first one to develop. I feel so. uh, Yeah, my hope fingers are crossed that it'll review well and will hopefully ship this year and (laughs) everything will be good. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really good one. All right, Joey. Um, Oh, okay. I I was thinking because the way that it works is like I pick two and Ron picks two. So I'm waiting for Paul to pick his <laughs> second one. I'm like, Oh no. Oh God. Oh man. I'm so fucking. Okay. So I'm going to go with Sifu. I don't know a lot about Sifu, but it's coming out in a couple of weeks and I've heard good stuff. So that one's a little bit of a risk, but it is an indie game. I feel like indie games, I these, these kinds of indie games that end up on like big outlets, you know, upcoming games seem to end up doing pretty well. Even something like 12 Minutes, which of course there was like a chunk of the popular gaming audience that spoke out against it and was like, this is not great. If you look at the actual reviews, it didn't perform that poorly. So I feel like indie games have a little bit more of like a bump. Maybe it's because of who reviews them. I'm not sure. I'm still not calling 12 Minutes an indie game. I refuse to. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing, but you know, that's what what people call it. Um, This next one is also kind of a safe one, but I'm a little bit less confident in the score. And it is, where did it go? Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. 
Mm. I feel like Kirby games are like eights, you know what I mean? Like they don't particular, they're not going to be like 10 out of 10, 9.5s, but like people seem really excited for this one. It's and not, again, it's like not Nintendo's your, been doing pretty well. It's not your star player, but it's it's a good yeah. it's a good choice. But I can't imagine it getting like a six or a f- even a seven, I don't know. maybe seven point five. The, the, one of the what was the Epic Yarn? I don't think that got that great of a score. If I remember yeah. correctly. And also, I'm looking at the meta score for uh, twelve minutes. It's not that great. <laughs> maybe it was great, but when, it's not as bad as the way it's like the way people made it seem, yeah. which is like, wow, what a terrible game! What a fucking stinker! You know? Yeah, but it is a sixty-four. What is it sitting at now? Sixty-four. Sixty-four on oh. on PlayStation Five and. It's like it's basically high sixties on other systems. So, yeah. Hmm. Kojima gave it a ten out of ten. So, <laughs> I feel like we should do a separate fantasy league where we just try to predict what Kojima what, will like. What Kojima like. will like and what he won't like. <laughs> if it has an actor like a Hollywood actor in it, ten out of ten. Yeah, if it has Norman Reedus in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but hey, it could be a Joey list too because it does have Daisy Ridley in it. So yeah, mm. there's. 10 out of 10 for me. I haven't even played it. Also, speaking of which, just very quickly to 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 your previous point a couple of weeks ago, Paul, about the um, Death Strand. Was it you that was talking about that with Death Stranding, how the director's cut, you have to go back. I had to do that. And it was so annoying <laughs> because I, my stupid PlayStation 4 Pro won't read discs anymore. So I had to download it to my base, my, my launch PS4. And then I had to download all my save data and then I start the game and I, it was not clear of how you like fucking do the data. And like on the PS5, it didn't really tell you. It was just like, fucking gotta need the old version. I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) And in the old one, I was like, I started and I look in into the little, uh, I don't remember what it's called, but like the little station and there's no file transfer thing there. And so basically you have to not be in the station. You have to be near the station, hit start. And why can't you do that anywhere? Why do you have to be near? It's so fucking stupid. But anyways, sorry. Side tangent over. So yes. so that's, but it is on, on to you, Paul. All right, Paul, on to you. All righty. My next pick is another indie gem, a Goodbye Volcano High. Ah, I, that's what oh, I, I was damn. kind of looking at that one. Yeah, I just think it, it's the kind of thing that people find charming and will probably review pretty pretty well. And uh, yeah, again, because it it does, it's not like a massive project, you know, with um, you know hundreds or thousands of people working on it. Um, hopefully, that means the release date's pretty comfortable as well. So yep. yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that one. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. Starting... if I get to choose my dinosaur. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now this list is starting to get a little thin here. Some risky ones. Yeah, (laughs) I have my next choice. I'm hoping no one picks it because I feel like you got three choices before you. So we'll see how this goes. Oh, is that going to be my choice? (sighs) All right, let's see. I think. (sighs) Mm. (laughs) Hmm. I'm gonna go. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Vampire the Masquerade. Ooh. I'm gonna try that. See how that goes. I think that and uh, now do I wanna go risky or do I want to play safe? 
I am. I'm gonna risk. I'm gonna risk. I'm going Bayonetta. Ooh, that is a risk. Yeah, that game's been pushed back so many times and barely said anything about it for the past year and a half. Up until recently, where they said it's still coming out this year. So and they showed it. They showed a trailer. They showed a trailer. Pretty, you know, pretty significant trailer. So it could it could drop a surprise E3 for all we know. So. Yeah, looking at this, I feel like we're all going to have injuries. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that's probably what's going to end up winning or losing us. The the thing is not it's not going to be the scores. It's who had the most players alive. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Alive. (laughs) I play Mute League football. So much more. (laughs) Remember Mute League football? That game was great. Remember the Mute League games? Those were fun. I liked the Blitz games. They weren't like I, I Madden was by far a better series of course but there's something about having games where it's just so much more arcadey and chaotic you know you don't have to think so much about strategy it's just fucking barrel into people well blitz the league is fucking wild i i tried to get in the breaking bad of football games taking drugs and all that stuff (laughs) i tried to get into the game so hard and i was just like i I don't don't know i struggle i should try to pick it up again but anyway paul it's your choice Sweet. Um, Speaking so of poor performance and enhancing drugs. Oh. <laughs> I was shooting up right before the, uh, <laughs> the podcast started. <laughs> Did you guys ever in, in um, elementary No, we've never shot up school, heroin. No, no, no. I was going to ask you. If Speak they, for yourself. They, yeah. Did they make you watch that um, that um, like after school special thing where like Ben Affleck plays like a young high school football player who like starts using steroids and like the the second day after he starts using steroids he's like beating up his girlfriend's entire family and yelling at everybody <laughs> it's <laughs> no but i want to find this now yeah it's it's worth looking into it's it's wild i was like wow steroids make you insane <laughs> i don't i don't really play any sports but i'll be sure to, <laughs> to stay away <laughs> no i think i'm too old for that the after school specials that i did had like humphrey bogart and <laughs> Greta Gable. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I think I, I think I am too old for Ben Affleck. I think he was a little little early for my time. But um, but yeah. So what? Did you you didn't pick? Did you? No, I haven't picked yet. Okay, good. So mine's like kind of risky, but I'm interested in it, and I think it might be really cool. So my next pick is gonna be the new Saints Row game. Ah, mm. that's mm, mm. so it has a firm release date so far. And it's in August, so in theory, even if they push it back a little bit, I'll be okay. But yeah, it it looks cool, and it looks like they're putting a lot of attention into sort of um, changing things up and bringing in a new exciting experience. So even if it does like kind of middling numbers, I feel I feel sort of confident about that. You'll, yeah, it'll at least be a game that comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's well, especially. Thing. Yeah, it was scheduled to be released next month, so it's already been pushed back all the way until august so i feel like that that significant of a push from its initial announcement is probably a good thing like it probably means that they thought that they could get it done by february by next month so yeah i think that's that's a smart pick a body to die Um, for the aaron henry story that's what you're talking about ah yes there you go okay sorry anyway paul or uh, joey joey you're up I'm going to go with Forspoken. Um, 
again, comfor- I feel like that's a comfortable release day. It's going to re- be released in May, according to the schedule. So even if it gets pushed back, I'm a little bit less certain about the score. But as I just said, I'm starting to panic about injuries. So I'm like, if I skip over some of these that are like confidently probably going to release this year, then I would be a fool. Um, but now I'm like you said, we're getting down to it. So we, in terms of the ones that have release dates left, we have Martha is dead, which I already don't remember what what that one is. We have the Final Fantasy Origin, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, um, Stalker Too Hard of Chernobyl was the one that I was going to pick, but that's December. I know I've been I've been eyeballing that, but I'm like "Mm, December's really (laughs) close there. Does they could push it back a little bit and you're 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 done. <laughs> um, Sons of the Forest uh, in May, so that's a, that's a maybe. Um, and then Lego Star Wars, Lego Star Wars is another one, and that's it. So I uh, the indie games are so hard because these are such small development teams. And sometimes their delays are significant. Um, so some of them, you know, like some of the ones that I'm looking at, I don't want to say them, I'll give, give it away, but like, I'm like, you know, they say 2022, but what does that mean from an indie developer? You know, mm. I guess I'm going to, I'm going to go with Lego Star Wars. I feel like I got to play it yeah, safe. That's fair. So... I feel like that the Lego games have always performed relatively well. Again, they're not like 10 out of 10s, but I feel like they get... It'll be at least a middling eights. score of some sort. Yes, yeah, 7s, 8s, something like that. So, All right, Paul? Um, yeah, so my next pick, going off of this, the sort of... Well, you know what? No, no, no. Okay, no. I'm not going to oh, do that. Oh, shit. I'm going to pick a really Throw safe caution one. to the wind. No, no, no. I'm going to pick a really safe one. Um, okay. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands because it's coming out really soon. <laughs> and Borderlands 3 did pretty well. This seems like sort of in many ways a, a rehash of all those same mechanics just with like a fantasy skin slapped right on top of it. Could so, end up hurting it though. That's true, but that's a chance. Uh, much like the executives in charge of making this game, that is a chance I'm willing to take. <laughs> um, so, yeah, put me down for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Okay, you are locked in. All right, so. Fuck. Hmm. All right. And with this with this pick, Ron, we'll all be at seven. So we're coming up on the last few picks. Okay. So I'm going to go Martha's Dead. Somewhat indie-ish game with a a narrative, and I think I think I'm gonna go for it. I think I'm gonna go for fucking stalker. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna because those I mean people love the shit out of those fucking games, and yeah. that's a that's a potential like ninety ninety five Metacritic score. Now, okay, so we need to figure out when the how we're going to do it as far as the scores, like when are we going to, when's the cutoff is the cutoff going to be the end of the year for reviews? I think, I think so. I think by the time we do the, when we do the episode, I, I, at first, I think when I suggested this game, I said something like a week after, but then I was like, why does that, why does it matter? Like, I don't think many of these games are going to change dramatically after the first couple of weeks. So 
I think, yeah, when, when we do the episode, which will probably be like one of the last weeks of the year or one of the first weeks of the next year. Okay. So, All right, Paul, it's on you. Alrighty. For yet another safe pick, I'm going with Sons of the Forest. Ooh. Looks spooky. People, who doesn't like a spooky game? And you know what? If like the mechanics are janky or something's going wrong, like reviewers would be like, but it's a horror game. So oh, it's, yeah, that's it, that game. Okay. it just makes it scarier. So yeah. I, I'm... I'm down to to gamble on on Sons of the Forest. All right, Joey, number eight for you. Well, it's the last, and I'm surprised no one's taken this, actually, Mm. especially because, Paul, I thought you were looking forward to this, but uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Or I don't know if you were, maybe you weren't, I think you were sort of I was morbidly, morbidly curious based on that trailer. Chaos. I must kill chaos. Final Fantasy games have such a mixed history. Some some of them, especially offshoots like this, have gotten very poor scores. And I don't know that we've seen enough of this. I haven't seen enough of this to have a sense of what it's going to do. But it is a Final Fantasy game. So, and, and it's supposed to be sort of like, a souls like right a little bit so maybe that'll work for it um or totally against it <laughs> so yeah in terms of scores it's not it's probably not my strongest pick but it is it's coming, coming out. out this year they could delay it they could delay it so that was number eight right and That's now we're down now to just nine this is the last last back and forth yeah. here um and this is the, and now we're all games that may or may not come out so uh, with that in mind, I am going to go with, I believe, I think, um, Soup Pot. Soup Pot. All right. Good choice. Yeah. A little indie game. I know there's been a couple of other games like it, um, but it's one of those like cozy little indie games. Probably won't get a ton of reviews. But I was going to say, like, again, that's going to that's gonna help it because if it's getting mostly positive reviews and there's only a handful of them, yeah. that's a pretty high score. And it seems like one of those like you know chill games that like even like that game lake like i said there were lots of mechanics problem like lots of technical issues with that game it didn't review poorly because it's a chill game it's it's a cozy game so people are are not looking for necessarily like polish or anything like that so yeah hoping that that's a a safe bet but again who knows if it'll it'll come out this year but paul what you got so i'm gonna go with um We've seen a lot of this game, a lot of footage of it, which makes me hopeful that it'll come out this year. And I think it'll do pretty well. But um, my final pick is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Mm. Um, a lot of people talk have been talking about it. It's a very well-respected studio. This is Rocksteady, right? Is it Rocksteady? Yeah. yeah so, I mean, in theory, um, could be well-received. Uh We'll see how it goes, but I've seen enough of the game to make me think that it could feasibly come out this year, even though it doesn't have a date attached to it. Yeah, I didn't put Gotham Knights on here because you did that put Gotham Knights on a lot of the. Right here. Oh, I did. Right there. Yeah, you did. Oh shit! Yeah, right there. Maybe I should pick that. Then. Well, maybe if you get lucky. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah. Someone, I'm see. I'm trying to trick you into picking it. <laughs> that seems like a smart choice for definitely coming out this year. <laughs> Whoops, it's not my turn. <laughs> Ron, what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hmm. Uh, I think... 
which which is Redfall? Is that that is that the the PVE vampire game? Is that what that is? That sounds familiar. Well, that might require googling. I think that's what that is. I I mean they we just saw the trailer for that, so I don't Yeah, it's the vampire like I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna say fucking skull and bones. bones. Oh damn. Wow. Go on a huge I, limb there. Full disclosure, I was gonna give that to somebody <laughs> for um, Well now you gotta pick something else. <laughs> Yeah, because that that we just talked about that recently. Ubisoft says 2022 or 2023. I'm, so. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my chances on it. All right, take all my right. chances on all right. it. When Skull and Bones and Stray end up becoming the two greatest <laughs> <laughs> surprise. <laughs> all right, so I got one. Yeah. My last pick here. Last pick. What do I want? What do I want? I want. Hmm. Who's developing Gotham Knights? See, I thought that was Rock City too. Are they both? Are they developing both of them? Oh, I don't know. If they're developing both of them, I don't see that coming out this year. Yeah, I can't remember. Let me see. Hmm. Ah, man, this is this is tough now because it's a lot of. A lot of high unknowns on this list. And there's a lot. I, I'm just going to share this with you guys so it's not like I'm cheating. I googled Gotham Knights and the, the news item at the very top says from GameSpot, Gotham Knights and Hogwarts Legacy on track for 2022 release, Warner Media CEO says. That's five hours ago that was published. So I don't want it to be unfair, but... But according to the Warner Brothers or the Warner Media CEO, right. which... Go for it. And it's being developed by WB Games Montreal. Don't know that studio, but I'm going to go for it. All right, Paul, last pick. What you got? Ooh. All right, you know <laughs> what? I'm going to I'm going to pick this because I think this game looks so goony and hilarious, but I have seen footage of it and whatever. If I'm going to if the ship is going down, it's going to go down um you know with me loving lord of the rings so i pick um uh what is it lord of the rings Gollum. yeah the lord of the rings Gollum, 2022 i have seen gameplay footage so um, in theory that that means something so that's that's gonna be my final pick all right joey last pick for you what do you got oh lord um well (laughs) fudge my buns um Shart waffle me. Shart waffle in a half. I I guess I'm gonna go with Marvel's Midnight Suns. Ooh. That was on the Game Informer cover a few months ago, and I don't I haven't looked into it, but I mean they got an extended look at it, so I can't imagine that I don't know. I guess I can, but I'm hoping that it's not gonna be pushed back <laughs> over a year, you know what I mean? So so that's my last pick. Oh, I, I don't really know what to expect in terms of what you know. I don't even know I, what I, that game is. It, it's like a. It makes me sorry. I was gonna say it reminds me of. Did you guys play like Ultimate Alliance or like? Okay, the, the like the team game. based ones that yeah. they like have. brawler kind of things. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's like all the outcast um, Marvel characters. So okay, the, the edgy ones. Yeah. All right, so let's quickly before we move on to trades and um, 
well, first, turds or whatever we want to call them. <laughs> right, the <Let's>, two T's. <laughs> the two T's. Let's recap what we got. So we'll each read out our own. Um, I have Elden Ring, Gran Turismo 7, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, Soup Pot, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Sifu, Forspoken, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, and Marvel's Midnight Suns. Paul, what did you get? I have Horizon Forbidden West, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Sons of the Forest, Saints Row, Starfield, Goodbye Volcano High, The Lord of the Rings Gollum, Oxenfree 2, Lost Signals, Splatoon 3, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. This is the equivalent of like holding up the newspaper with today's date too, like just to prove that <laughs> yeah. these are our picks. <laughs> or like the handshake picture where you're standing with your, you know, person you just drafted. All right. So the jersey. I have Dying Light 2, Stay Human, Martha is Dead, Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, Vampire the Masquer- Masquerade, Swan Song, Bayonetta 3, Skull and Bones, God of War, Ragnarok, Gotham Knights, Ghostwire Tokyo. I got a lot in the middle there. Not a geez, a lot, yeah. a lot of bunches, uh, and stray. So before we get to trades, how do we feel about our lists? Do you feel is this about what you wanted? Because Paul, you said you were doing a little planning. How many percentage wise? About how many did you get? That the ones that you were like really wanted? Oh, I, I did pretty well. I missed out um, some of the major players like Elden Ring, God of War. Um, I'm trying to, oh, like Legend of Zelda. Like, I, those are some of the ones I really wanted, but I kind of knew going into it that those would be a hot commodity. But yeah, I actually, I feel really confident. There was only one of, no, there, maybe like there are three of them that I ended up just adding at the last minute. So, like, I wasn't planning on getting Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, but um, the more <laughs> we talked about release dates, the more I was like, oh, shit. Um, and then obviously, like, Gollum, and then, um, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that was really the only other one that I didn't plan. Gollum um, was the other one, but fuck it. <laughs> Ron, how do you feel about your list? Uh, I feel pretty good. Uh, Skull and Bones is the only one that I'm like really worried about because I didn't know that they said 2022, 2023. So, but I had already chosen it. Um, I'm and Stalker. I'm hoping that they just keep that release date. Everything else, I feel. I think I feel pretty good on. I think all that's coming out this year. And if not, yeah. Well, <laughs> I I'm looking at my list now and there's a lot that I'm like I wasn't expecting to get like Forspoken and Marvel's Midnight Suns, but I'm really glad that I got Elden Ring. I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. I Breath of the Wild is the one where I'm like, "Ooh, what a what a fucking safe bet if it comes." <laughs> yes, out. But absolutely. But, but I mean, I it, it might not be because if it's just a rehash sequel and it's not that great, it could be a potentially then it'll only screen. get nine point two five instead yes. of ten out of ten. You know, it is a little fucked up though. It doesn't have a confirmed title yet. It's just still refused to refer to as the sequel to Breath of the Wild, um, which has me worried about it. The more I think about it, now. it's fine. <laughs> it, well. <laughs> I mean, I think we'll have a really good sense come E3. Yeah, like right. E3, like we'll see more of these games, or E3 or Summer of Games or whatever. Um, we'll if they're not showing some of, the, if they're not showing Breath of the Wild, 
then I'll, I'm going to be fucking sweating. You know what I would um, love, Joey? If they did another thing where it's like, and now the team making the sequel to Breath of the Wild. And it was like that last announcement they made where they're like, we have nothing new to show. Yeah. <laughs> Please forgive us. <laughs> I will never forgive you. <laughs> God damn it. Um, all right. Trades. Anyone interested in trading? Anyone really want something? And they're like, damn, if I would, that would complete my team. If I could just steal that from someone, and do we have an offer? No, I'm pretty confident. I'm no? pretty comfortable with my list. Paul, how do you feel? Okay. I feel pretty good too. I mean, I think like the things. The problem is the things that I want. I feel like I would have to trade something valuable to get. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm yeah. pretty okay with uh, where I'm at. I'm tempted to to make an offer for Starfield, but it. I I also feel confident that that game, like if it gets pushed back, it would probably be to December. And so I don't think you'd be willing to give it up unless I gave you something that I don't want to give. So you're like like Zelda, Paul. I mean, Breath of the Wild, one of the greatest games of all time. Exactly. Such a safe bet. (laughs) Can a whole country be wrong? It's the best game ever made. Come on, Paul. Right. Come on, man. You could have the sequel to that. Twice as good. Two. But see, but if I did make that trade and then it came out this year, I would be so mad because i'm i feel like it's probably going to do better than starfield probably not by much though i mean starfield's such an unknown though because it's a new ip so i guess we'll see about that but all right so let's get to the stinkers then so as we they're, talked they're, about we're they're gonna called go... ringers joey these are the ringers, ringers whatever <laughs> the um the pink ringers i am highlight um, <laughs> the what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm currently like a butthole. I'm highlighting all the ones that have not been chosen yet in red here. Dramatic uh, red. Um and as you said we're going to go in reverse order. So Ron is going to pick a game for Paul. Paul is going to pick a game for me and then I'm going to pick a game for Ron. And of course the motive here is to kind of screw the other person over. So you probably want to go for something that is going to be an injury or is going to be a real stinker. And I, I like I am Jesus Christ. I put that on as sort of a joke because we talked about it in our That's your fault. upcoming games <laughs> one. But like, so, you know. yeah, I, I feel pretty confident that all these games are going to come out this year. Maybe Redfall. That's the only one I could see that might not come out this year. But I think it's going to. I don't. I don't think they're going to push that back. So, Paul, how much do you hate Paul? Paul, I'm sorry. Oh, you're getting name Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thrilled. I think I, I am so rooting for this game to be like the that was it, the deadly premonition of <laughs> that everyone gets when it comes out. And it gets like surprisingly good reviews, maybe. So okay, <laughs> surprisingly I'm, good I'm, reviews, maybe. So I am Jesus Christ, star Could player, be a miracle. Yeah, <laughs> MVP. Do you believe in miracles? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> or is it going to be a plague? All right, um, I can keep going. Paul, Paul, for Joey, how much do you hate me? <laughs> Besides a lot. I love you. Okay, you know what? I'm going to give you something that if it does come out, I think it's going to do well. Or like oh. Passively oh, wow. But I'm hoping that like the film that inspired it, it will be delayed for the next 12 years. I'm giving you Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Oh, okay. 
I think that okay. I think that's going to be a stinker, regardless. <laughs> I don't know. I they've only shown one trailer. It was a teaser trailer, and so I I don't I have no idea. I don't even know how to feel about that. I thank you. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the thing about all of these is that like you know Hogwarts, for example. Uh, apparently, the CEO of Warner Media says it's going to come out this year, but. In theory, once upon a time, I would have said that game's a surefire hit. Like, it's been in development for so long. It's like the Harry Potter game that, you know, Harry Potter fans have been clamoring for for years. Before they found out Um, J.K. Rowling was a turf. (laughs) Right. But with the controversy and everything else, now it's so much more in question um, because that's got to affect the reviews. And it's so So, far removed, too, from, like, Harry Potter, like... Yeah. Like fandom. Like that's fucking 10 years after the last movie. Yeah. And then like what, five years after like the last uh, like offshoot of the Fantastic Beasts or whatever. So it's like it's far enough out of people's minds to where I don't think people give a shit anymore. So is that yeah. is that my game? <laughs> Although <laughs> it might be. But but then again, the Harry Potter reunion on HBO got a lot of positive buzz. Yeah, mm-hmm. so but that also had like the characters, like the people in it. This is going to be a like side story thing. So I'm ta- I, I don't know why on. I'm talking it down. I should be talking it up. Like, yeah, no, it's great. Give it to me. No, your your pick, Ron, is a real question mark. I think because this series has such an inconsistent history oh, oh. uh sonic frontiers uh, I, was like, oh. I was like i was like i didn't see that one at the worst i'm like oh yeah sonic yeah that's uh yeah that's, that's tricky yeah thanks joey um sonic games some of them have done pretty well some of them this is from what i if i remember this is the open world sonic game right? oh boy <laughs> yeah i don't know right so <laughs> hey he got the open world kirby game so <laughs> yeah. and hey, i have i am jesus christ so i don't know why I'm, I'm i'm worried for you but <laughs> yeah yeah um and but i think that one is supposed to come out like people are talking about it as if it's going to come out relatively soon so i haven't looked at you know, like any of that like rumors that it's going to be delayed and for all we know it could be the best game since sonic mania it could be not going to be but it yeah. could be <laughs> it's a horrible well, like colonization sim starring Sonic yeah. oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> massacring indigenous people <laughs> and, uh, yeah instead of having the um, churro what are they called not churros chows oh the, the chows oh. chow yeah the chow gardens you have uh, indentured <laughs> servitude gardens oh, God. internment camps oh <laughs> <Yes>. no <laughs> Here's my friend Knuckles Deep. Okay, we just gotta end this podcast now. We're gonna okay. we're gonna dig ourselves in a hole. <laughs> in a hole, huh? Oh, for the mass graves of all the indigenous Much people we're gonna like. kill. <laughs> anyway. Um so yeah, so we will check back in. Again, we'll probably do like a mid year check in in like June or July, maybe during Summer Games Fest or something and Number one, check in on what what our scores are at that point in time. Number two, check in on about any delays or quote-unquote injuries. And then we'll look at some of the previews that we're seeing over the summer and say, okay, well, now this makes us more confident that this is going to come out or not. If you want to write in and tell us what you think, who you think has the strongest list, who you think is going to win, please do. 
Um, you can reach us at prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media. I'm at, I'm on Twitter at Losperman. Ron's on Twitter at Big Bad Ron. He's also on Instagram at Not Big Bad Ron and Handsome Boy Frank for his cute little kitty cats. And Paul, did you have something you wanted? I thought you had something you wanted to share with us. Well, I would say, viewers at home, if uh, you were making your fantasy game list in 2018, you could do far worse than drafting Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales, onto your team with a meta score of 85 out of 100. You would have been oh, damn. F- dancing. You would have had it made in the shade. So, um, yes, go check out Thronebreaker. Um, write in with your, you know, effusive praise, your excitement about us doing a 12-hour-long live podcast about the game. We'd be excited to do so. Send in your, your fan art, and we will praise it. And um, shower you with compliments on the show. First person to send in fan art gets a prize. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what prize. Thronebreaker will buy you. A <laughs> so make fan art for a game that you've never played, yeah. and then we will buy you Thronebreaker. Yes, please do so. <laughs> Imagine how fun um, it'll be before you know. Yeah. <laughs> draw what you, draw how spectacular you think it's going to be, what it's going to look like, and we will reward you with a game code. Um, <laughs> if you listen so f- this far, then there you go. There's your prize. So thank you so much. Next week we're talking about Batman. Batman. Um, with the new movie coming up in March, right? I think the new movie comes out in March, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, we're P- excited for that. His P. Drawer is available right now. So. I was going to say, you're speaking of Batman, if you look in the, P. Drawer in, if you check available. the document oh there. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't see <laughs> this it. is the new uh, Batman. I'm, this is from I'm the glad. new Batman movie. This is a tre- uh, teaser screen from the new Batman movie. Robert Pattinson looks too young to be playing playing Batman. Um, but we were really excited for it. So Paul said, "Hey, why don't we have an episode where we talk about Batman games?" So next week we're going to talk about Batman games. We're going to go through a brief history, talk about some standouts, some games that we've loved and maybe not loved. Um, so check check us out. Check us out. Check it out. Check us out then. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Batman rules. So excited. Yeah. Woo.